0: everybody, and welcome to the Junction Church Podcast. We pray that this message inspires and encourages you. If you would like to find out any more information about us, then please visit our website at www.thejunctionchurch.com. Thank you for listening. Fantastic. Okay, well, we're starting our Freedom Series, and um, this uh, is the second week. Ruth spoke an amazing message on where the spirit of the lord is and it's uh, i encourage you to download last week's messages uh ruth spoke in the morning uh on where the spirit of the lord is and it's a defining message uh about the life of the church uh it it defines what god is saying about this house and where he is leading us and taking us to in this season and uh, I, I want you to know that where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Yeah. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, God is moving powerfully in your life. And then Chaz, uh, he spoke in the evening um, on an incredible message called Thinking Free. And he spoke about the woman um, with the issue of blood who um, was sick, who was uh, weakened, had for many years been weakened by, um, uh, by this condition... Uh, and yet, by her thinking to herself, by her thought, um, she was able to push through a crowd of, of, of much stronger, much younger people. Um, she was able to break the boundaries uh, that were controlling and stopping her. And she was able to grab the hem of her garment because she thought. If I can grab his garment, by her thinking of God, she was able to find freedom. You know, when we push into God, when we allow God to touch and move in our mind, in our thinking, in our thought life, I want you to understand, we speak about the Holy Spirit grabbing your heart. I want you to start saying, Holy Spirit, grab my heart and grab my mind. I don't just want him in my heart. I don't just want to have the feeling of the Holy Spirit and have a mind that is corrupted by the thoughts of this world. You have to have a mind that is overwhelmed by the thoughts that God is speaking into you, that you think differently. Amen? Because it's your thinking that leads you down just dark places, doesn't it? Your thinking when you get disappointed, you're thinking you find yourself in, in a dark alley. Ever walken, walked walking. Walken? <laughs> That's not a word, is it? <laughs> it is now, yeah. Ever walked down a an alley or a pathway uh, that is just kind of like it's like oh this isn't a nice place? Where Cheryl and I were in Barcelona last year uh, at uh, Scott Wilson's uh, leadership summit, and uh, we were with uh, pastors Andrew and Katrina. And uh, Barcelona is a beautiful city, but it does have some very dark places. And uh, we were going from our hotel, moving into the center of the city. We were walking to find some restaurants. Uh, and to get it, we just took a side route. And we found ourselves walking down um, uh, a, a place that you just don't want to be. And uh, it was kind of like suddenly you're kind of like, you're just, mm, okay, drawing close, hold my hand. I'm going to protect you, I hope. <laughs> that was Andrew, yeah. And uh <laughs> I'm holding your hand, Andrew. <laughs> Forget the women run. <laughs> and uh so um yeah, so <laughs> So, you know, the, your mind can take you to those places without you even realizing how quickly you can go from a place of joy and, and enjoyment and just a freedom, and suddenly your mind is in another place. Well, if you think about the things of God, you are far more protected from moving into those places. Amen? This morning I want to speak on Freedom Breaks the yoke. Freedom breaks the yoke. You're, I know you're thinking, "It's not freedom, is it?" I know that. I know that verse. <laughs> Turn with me, will you, to Isaiah chapter ten and verse twenty-seven. Isaiah ten, and verse twenty-seven. I'm reading uh, New King James all the way today. And uh, New King James is is a proper Bible, anyway. Uh, <laughs> we sometimes use use the New Living Translation because it, it's more modern and it reads uh, well. Uh, But it's a terrible translation sometimes. It, It just completely loses the plot sometimes. So, Isaiah 10, 27. It shall come to pass in that day that his burden will be taken away from your shoulder and his yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, this is an amazing verse that we've often quoted and it's often said the anointing breaks... The yoke, the anointing that touches your life. And yoke is a is a verse, it's a, is a word that is used figuratively in the Bible to describe the burdens and the, the grip uh, that touches our life and constrains us from the liberty and the freedom that we have in God. And there are many yokes that come upon us. The yoke is that... Um, is what would be placed upon the oxen. Uh, You'd have this large wooden beam that would be placed upon their necks uh, and they would be rest upon them and the oxen, these huge strong beasts, would no longer be able to go freely wherever they want to go but only go in the direction where uh, where they are being led because the yoke is what holds them. And so we understand that a yoke is something that grabs our neck and and grips us into a life that is not the liberty that we believe we are called to live in and and yokes are come in different Forms in, in different seasons of our life, there is a yoke which touches us. There is a yoke which which is a burden to us. Sometimes it is just a feeling of oppression. Sometimes it is a financial one. Sometimes there are, there are many seasons where where you feel like you're being controlled by circumstances. Sometimes it's just family. <laughs> so and you 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 feel it, but you you're not really sure how to deal with it. But here's the thing. When you are gripped by a burden that is holding your life, it changes your mindset, it changes your responses and your attitudes. When you're feeling free and at liberty, you're just in a place where, you know, there is joy, there is generosity, there is liberty, there is a freedom, but when you're under a yoke, then everything changes. I've noticed people, I, I've you know, been in ministry for many years, I've helped a number of pastors. There is a real apostolic uh, anointing that rests on this house and we've spoken uh, to many pastors. And I've noticed this, that pastors were, were in good times will tell you great things. But when times get hard, even the pastors who lead the church, their doctrine changes. <laughs> I'll speak prosperity I believe in prosperity and then when when the finances dry up (laughs) it's like oh we're going to have to do something different (laughs) and it's like uh, surely the the word of God is still the word of God it it doesn't change but your confession changes because and you know that your confession changes you've all said one thing and then gone through a hard time and then thought maybe it's not as true as I thought it was you start saying something else according to the season that you're going through It changes. I remember um, many years ago when I had my furniture business, uh, it was in the um, early 90s. And uh, and for those of you who may remember, the early 90s, we were just coming out of a uh, recession um, caused by actually the the control of what was the, the sort of pre euro. Um, kind of financial constraints when all of the European economies were tied together on sort of interest rates and and they were sort of bound together and the pound was tied with the other currencies Uh, and at that time the the financial climate started to go wrong and, and the government of the day removed us from the Uh, from that tie and uh, that caused everything to spiral out of control for a short season and the country went into recession. Well, I was new in business in that time and so we were going through challenging times And, and every pound that you earned was a pound hard fought for. It was like, I've just had to work hard to, to, to pay the bills, to, to find another pound, and, uh, and it seemed to be that every pound that you earned, two were going out the bank account. And, and uh, we, we've all been in those kind of seasons, but here's the thing, when, when you're going through, when you've got a burden on you, it, it, you find yourself being tempted to do things that you wouldn't normally do. And uh, what had happened for us, we had this uh, business and we had uh, the, the, the furniture, we had a shop, a uh, workshop for making furniture. And um, we decided um, we had a, a very reasonable quote from a tarmacking company that had just come past. And, uh, <laughs> and uh, the, these tarmacking companies said that they would, they would tarmac our drive. And uh, as we, our drive was a gravel drive um, coming in, we wanted customers to have a much better experience as coming into the shop. So we agreed to pay them to uh, time out the drive. And here's the thing, right? They did quite a good job. They did this, and they gave us a quote, and, and, and um, the, the, the quote was exactly as they said, and they did it. But they gave us this invoice with a VAT number on it, and we thought, well, you know what? We're having to pay some money out for this, but at least we can get the VAT back. But then this employee of mine (laughs) um, checked up on the VAT number because there was something dubious about this tarmacking company that travels around and turns up with lorries to tarmac things. You may well have met them before. And uh, so there was something. So they they checked up on the VAT number and they discovered that it was a fake VAT number, as was the fake number of the company, uh, as was the fake uh, (laughs) letterhead on the top of the company. But we had a drive and they were gone. And uh, so, you know, what's to worry about, except for the fact that we were desperate for every pound. And so, without my knowledge, this employee decided to claim the VAT back anyway. But here's the thing, right? In the world, people do dodgy things all the time and they appear to get away with it. I want you to know, if you have devoted your life to God, you will not get away with it. God is on your case before the government is. Because we're now answerable to Him. The world are not answerable to Him because they are not devoted to Him. They're just answerable to the government. If the government find them, they'll get them. But we have to answer to Him first and He has higher standards than the government does. And so what happened in our business, as only would happen in any Christian business, the business died. (laughs) From that moment, they filled in that form, literally, the business died. And when I mean died... We have a business, we, have like, we had like 14 weeks of work, um, pre-orders, we had all sorts of things going on, it was a busy um, time, hard work, but, but a lot of work, and suddenly the phones stopped ringing, customers stopped coming in, and this atmosphere of, literally atmosphere of death came upon the business and i remember after five days not a single phone call not a single customer had come through the shop door not anyone just even come and have a look just no it's all right i'm just looking one of those you know we all do with that don't we none of those nothing just this atmosphere I remember my sister coming into the shop on sort of like day five and she came in and she went "Who did somebody die <laughs> This is horrible in here. What happened in this place? And nothing we could do to shake the atmosphere. And in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, this is weird this is really weird I mean I've been through challenging times when I first set up my business we had a we set it up in the January of 1988 and uh, we, it, we started in the sales season and it went well and then come February sales all end and, and so does everybody's uh, credit card uh, limit and uh, so they stopped buying and, and in three weeks we sold one nine pound mirror <laughs> and uh, we made a profit of four pounds on the mirror and a massive debt on everything else and uh, um, it was uh, that, that was my only sale in the first sort of year. But this was a different kind of season. That was just like new business, no customers, trying to get established. But this was like death resting on us. And suddenly I just felt like something, this isn't natural, this is supernatural. And I went to my employee and I said to them, um, did we do something we shouldn't have? And they looked at me rather sheepishly and uh, went, "Um, might have have done. I went, what did you do? I went, well, you know, the VAT, we needed the money and so I claimed the VAT back. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I went, you know what is on the business now? The enemy now has something on us because we'd given space for him. And it was like, I, as I began to pray, I saw a snake wrapped around. It Just in my mind's eye, natural mind's eye, I, I just imagined, I could feel and see. It was like a snake wrapped itself around the shop, around the property. And so, what we did was, we decided right there and then, we corrected the accounts, we made sure everything was returned as it should have been, instantly. We restored what had been taken that wasn't ours and we put it back and then i decided that's it i got mad with the devil because he has no right to wrap himself around my house my house is not his home and uh, he had no right to wrap himself around my shop my business my finances or my future and so i i said to my employee i said watch this and we had um table uh table legs and uh, this might sound crazy. It was crazy. Uh, but it was, a, it was a demonstration of, of uh, a physical demonstration of a spiritual act. And, and I, sometimes you just got to do sort of a demonstration of something to sort of stir up your faith and to lift your heart into a place where, where you are speaking with authority. And I picked up this four by four table leg uh, and I put it on my shoulder like a bazooka. And uh, I decided, I went, devil, get your hands off my. Bed. And I went around the property going, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom! <laughs> uh, like a proper madman. And I'm walking around. Now, our shop was on this busy, it's on the busy main road to London. And uh, it was, uh, there's just cars flying past uh, all the time. And I'm just walking around going, kaboom, kaboom, kaboom! Devil, get off my shop! And it's amazing how the spirit of Adam... Now, honestly, you don't have to put a table leg. You don't have to present it's a bazooka. There wasn't anything spiritual in the leg. It wasn't... It didn't become an anointed table leg. You know, it didn't heal anybody afterwards. It, uh, yeah. We don't have it encased or anything. It's like... Uh, it, it, was just, it was just a demonstration of of, our, of our, my authority and my indignation of what had happened to us. And so I began to... And while I am shouting kaboom, two BMWs turn up into our shop and park in the drive. Now, I like BMW drivers because I found that BMW drivers spend more than Mercedes drivers. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot more than people who drive Fords. And... Uh, <laughs> And so <laughs> these two BMWs, they turn up into the drive and in 30 minutes we took more money than we would normally take in a whole week while I'm shouting kaboom. <laughs> <laughs> see, see I, I want you to know that, that yokes that come upon our lives, there are spiritual yokes and we have to spiritually break them rather than trying to fix them in the natural realm. There are things which touch our life and we try and physically work out how to do it. But I, we couldn't shift that thing in the natural. We had to shift it in the supernatural. You know, Moses, he got himself into a situation where he tried to break a yoke that was spiritual on the children of Israel. It says in Exodus chapter 2 and verse 11. Exodus chapter 2 And verse 11 it says, Now it came to pass in those days when Moses was grown that he went out to his brethren and looked at their burdens. He saw an Egyptian beating a Hebrew, one of his brethren. So he looked this way and that. And when he saw no one, he killed the Egyptian and hid him in the sand. And when he went out the second day, behold, two Hebrew men were fighting. And he said to the one who did the wrong, Why are you striking your companion? Then he said, who made you a prince and judge over us? Do you intend to kill me as you killed the Egyptian? So Moses feared, surely this thing is known. When Pharaoh heard of this matter, he sought to kill Moses. But Moses fled from the face of Pharaoh and dwelt in the land of Midian. And he sat down by a well. You know what? Moses tried to fix a problem. You can't fix spiritual problems with natural things. You end up making the matter worse. And we end up trying to make matters worse. We had a burden on our business and my employee tried to make it better by kind of like, well, this burden, we can relieve this burden a bit by just shifting that uh, VAT. But you can't cheat the system. The system that we live in is God given to us. The Bible says God has given us Authority to live under in a nation. That we must pay to Caesar what is Caesar and what is God to God. There is a thing which we are given. The Bible says in Hebrews 13, verse 4, that they are God's minister to us for good. And so we live in a country that we must abide by. That's just a a natural process. But when we are you are under a burden, you start changing your mind and start challenging, decided, well. Maybe I won't be quite so honest. Maybe I won't have quite the same attitude. And we begin to kind of stretch... Our values and and challenge the the values which we would hold dear in any other circumstance. But when a burden comes on you, it's amazing how you can suddenly change your mind. I wonder the word Pharaoh. Pharaoh uh, Moses obviously hadn't killed anyone before. He wasn't a practised murderer. It was uh, it wasn't even raised to to murder people. But he saw a burden. He thought. How do I fix this problem? I don't know how to fix this this burden of the, 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 uh, my, the Hebrews living in slavery. I know what I'll do. I'll just break the guy's neck. That'll fix the problem. But what it did is it made the problem worse. You know what? We have to understand that what is spiritual in our life, what becomes spiritual in our life, is what God wants us to rise up to, in a spiritual manner. He wants us to understand that it is His anointing. It is His presence. It is the Holy Spirit that is poured out upon your life that leads you into a place of liberty. And here's the thing you've got to understand. God is in the business of breaking burdens. He's in the business of lifting yokes off people's necks. If you read on, if you read on in, um, in Hebrews, uh, Exodus... Um, if you read... Oh, I haven't even got the verse cut and pasted into my scripture. And uh, anyway, what happens is that God comes to uh, Moses... And yes, here it is, Exodus chapter 3 and verse 7. It says, And the Lord said, I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt... I have heard their cry because of their taskmasters, for I know their sorrows. So I have come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians and to bring them up from from that land to a good and large land, to a land flowing with milk and honey, to the place of the Canaanites and the Hittites, the Amorites, the Perizzites, the Hivites, the Jebusites. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel has come to me, and I also have seen the oppression from which the Egyptians oppressed them. Come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of bondage. Here's the thing, right? Moses really struggled with the God option. He was a lot easier with killing the odd Egyptian than he was with going and chatting to Pharaoh. He was a lot easier with that. He can kill an Egyptian. But chatting to Pharaoh? I can't go to Pharaoh. Who am I? how can I speak? I can't even speak properly. And yet, Moses had a hundred reasons why he shouldn't go. One of them was the fact that he tried to break the burden and it failed. You know what? There have been many seasons, many burdens in our life that we've tried to break and failed. We've tried to get free of things that we haven't gotten free of. And so we've decided in our mind that we can't get free of it. Yeah. We decided that this is a burden that's going to live with us for the rest of our lives. But I want you to understand that God has an option for your life that quite possibly you don't like. But it is an option that will lead you into a place of freedom and liberty. You see, you've got to understand that living with the presence of God, He will lead you on a journey that you don't think you like, but understanding this, that the anointing of the Holy Spirit that comes upon you will lead you into a place that you don't realize. It may seem hard, but God is with you. And when God is with you, all things are possible. And so what happens is that Moses comes into this place and he comes and he begins to understand He has to be the one who brings them into a place of liberty and a place of freedom. Now, back in Isaiah chapter 10, it says... It says, let me read it to you again. Isaiah chapter uh, 10, verse 27. And the last verse, it says, And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing oil. Now, in some translations... Uh, it says, and the yoke shall be broken because of fatness. The word is a word, a Hebrew word called shemen, and shemen is one of these words which has dual meanings. And when a word has dual meaning, the Bible, the Bible just loves doing these double entendres, these these like double meanings where it plays with a a word, and and deliberately kind of. It's a play on words which gives you this feeling of it could mean both things at the same time. Um, And shemen means fatness as well as it means anointing. Alright? So it's got two meanings. It can mean anointing, it can mean oil, which represents the Holy Spirit, and it can literally just mean fatness. It's like the oxen has grown fat. Here's the thing about the anointing of the Holy Spirit. When the Holy Spirit touches your life, there is a growth that comes upon you and you grow bigger in God. Now what happens is the yoke is broken by the oxen. In other words, these oxen, these large Muscular creatures that have carried such strength, they're burdened by this yoke, this wooden pole which is rested upon their shoulders. But when the oxen grow larger, they break the wooden beam that begins to hold them down. Here's the thing that we are constantly asking God for God, will you lift off my life the yoke? But God says, No. You have to break it. To break it is to stop it coming back. If you end up spending your time saying, God, lift the burden from my life, it's quite possible that you will find yourself in a time of peace, in a time of harmony, but the burden will return. Because it isn't broken. The only way to stop that thing from coming back is to break it. And the only way to break it is to get bigger in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In other words, is to grow in the increase of the anointing. That see, the Holy Spirit, the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life is what causes you to grow larger in yourself. You increase in your capacity to hold a greater fulfillment of the things of God. And as you begin to grow, so these strongholds no longer can grip pew. The Bible says that a, a strong man holds a house but a stronger man must bind the strong man. Yeah. And we want God to release us because we feel like weak men. But I want you to understand that God said, I haven't called you to be weak I've called you to be strong. Let the weak say, I am strong. In other words, we have to rise up within our spirit and stop assessing our natural situation. Moses said, but I am a weak man. I have a weak tongue. I am unable to speak fluently. How can I go and speak before Pharaoh? But let the weak say, I am strong. In other words, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. There is an anointing which touches your life. Makes you bigger on the inside. Gives you a capacity and a strength to lead you into places you never realized you could go. The anointing of the Holy Spirit upon your life. I want you to understand it is God's anointing, His presence of His Spirit that touches you and changes your capacity, changes your thinking and literally breaks those burdens so they no longer have control over your life. Amen. It says here in Psalms. Let me finish with this. It says in Psalms 36 verse 8. It says they are abundantly satisfied with the fullness of your house. Or it says in the King James. The fatness of your house. And you give them drink from the river of your pleasures. What a beautiful verse. You give them drink from the river of your pleasures. In Romans chapter 8 verse 14. One of the most beautiful verses in the New Testament. When it comes to describing who we are in Jesus Christ. For as many as are led by the Spirit of God. These are the sons of God. Here's the thing. If you allow the Holy Spirit to lead you. You walk in his sonship. That means you live in the benefit of being his son. If we stop allowing the Holy Spirit to lead us and we live according to our own thinking, we are his son, but we don't live in his benefits. Because it's only in that place is capacity found. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Daddy God. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. The anointing breaks the yoke. The fatness of the Holy Spirit... Breaks the yoke. The largeness... Of God's capacity. We talk about the bigness of God. The bigness of God... Wants to fill... Your spiritual being. There is a greater capacity on the inside of you... Than there is on the outside of you. Your natural man has natural limitation but your spiritual man has the only limitation is that that you find in God whatever God gives to you you can do there is no limitation other than the grace that is upon your life does that make sense wherever God leads you That is your liberty. I want you to understand the Holy Spirit wants to do a a huge work in this house. He wants you to understand that His presence is where we should hunger for. I believe that many people are being led into a place of prayer, of intercession, that the Holy Spirit will come upon them in a fresh and powerful way again. I believe there are many people here who are being led to a place where you begin to cry out and say, Holy Spirit, would you fill me again? Holy Spirit, would you lead me into a place of sonship again? Holy Spirit, would you open up my eyes to see what it is you want to do in this house? Holy Spirit, would you give me strength again that I may break every yoke that has controlled my life? Let's stand up, shall we? Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you are moving so strongly in this place and you're touching people's lives, that each person in this house is your child, your son and your daughter. I thank you, Holy Spirit, that you have called each person here to live in such joy and liberty. But you've called us to have courage to break the burden that has rested upon our necks. The burdens that have rested upon the house. The things which the enemy tried to place upon us. You have given us the strength to overcome. For you have made us stronger than the strongest enemy. And so we come before you today and we say... We give our lives to you in your mighty name. Holy Spirit, fill each person here. If there is a burden on your life, just open up your heart and say, Holy Spirit, fill me. What you need is a greater capacity because He wants to break the burden. He wants to break it through your life. He wants you to be that oxen that just gets so strong that wooden beam snaps across your shoulders. No longer has it capacity. But the beam that was strong will become weak in your presence. I thank you, Holy Spirit. You're leading people into freedom and liberty. No longer controlled by the things of this world and the oppression of the enemy, Holy Spirit, and new work. Blow through this place. Thanks for listening. If you have any questions or you'd like to find out contact information or service times, then don't forget to visit our website www.junctionchurch.com. God bless.